You're listening to Daily Turismo Radio. Here's your host, editor and chief of dailyturismo.com, Vince, and co-founder, Chris. Hello and welcome to the Daily Turismo Radio Show, broadcasting from scenic Gardena, California, in <coughs> producer Ben's wife's yoga studio. It smells ripe in here today, but it isn't the Bikram yoga sweat. It's the sweet aroma of orange-flavored Gojo hand cleaner and 50-weight gear oil. Oh, yeah. That's a shout-out to Castrol. We need you as a sponsor, Castrol. I've got a few car guys in here with me, which is why it smells so bad. <laughs> um, and before I get to introductions, I want to say that we have a fantastic show for you today. Um, we've got a special guest star, Lizardo. We'll do our technology corner and then we'll uh, have some 10-second car reviews. We'll go through some questions from our commenters from the, from the audience. And then a uh, final lap segment. It's, it's just a really, really good show today. Um, but let me introduce some of the other voices in my head today. On my left is uh, C-Flow, a.k.a. Chris. Chris, say hi. Hi. Whoa, that was two. <laughs> I, got, I was like, it's some kind of stereo here. Okay, C-Flow's on my left. Lizardo, and I happen to share the same name, and not the same mother, I think. Um, but uh, C-Flow. Word, word to your mother. Exactly. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> she appreciates it. Uh, C-Flow, uh, who has awesome hair, is uh, my co-host as usual. Um, next, we've got producer Ben, um, who, true story, doesn't actually wear pants to work. And that's the truth. It's disturbing. He, he smiles and nods. He agrees with that. But he's got sexy legs. He's, <laughs> I can't stop looking. <laughs> it is good. Um, and finally, you, you've heard him, but uh, now I'll introduce him. It's a special guest star, Lizardo, who drove all the way out from Texas in a 485 horsepower muscle car just to do some donuts with me and then, and then a little radio show. So, um, Lizardo, first question. Okay, this, is, this has been on everyone's, everyone's mind is, you are driving across the African Sahara, uh, Sahara Desert in a full-blown Baja race rig. All right. Okay. Um, who do you take as your co-driver? Okay, here, here are your options. It's Katy Perry with a crescent wrench, Taylor Swift with a Leatherman, or Fran Drescher from The Nanny with a full set of snap-on tools. <laughs> Go. Wow. Now, see, that's kind of a hard decision. There's so many virtues between all possibilities, but I'm thinking probably Fran Drescher because I remember the tight dresses she'd wear, right? And I'm thinking also if I lose a belt, I can use that dress for something else, you know? And then if I need, you know, some loud-pitched wail to indicate, hey, I'm in trouble, she's got that same voice too. <laughs> That's like some kind of Siren alarm klaxon. Yeah. Right, right? Klaxon. It's <laughs> oh, a yeah. nice SAT word, Vince. See, my my own opinion is true story. Vince got more than eight hundred on his SATs. I don't believe you. <laughs> Combined, <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, I I would pick Katy Perry if if anyone's asking me. Um, mostly because you know any kind of race event, there's a good chance that you're gonna your car's gonna break down. And you'll get stuck in the desert, and I think that she's the one that you would want to like have to cook up and eat if you needed to eat someone. <laughs> she's the biggest, just in terms of like mass and you know. The other ones, Taylor Swift is really bony, and it just it wouldn't it wouldn't be good. It, she wouldn't last. Well, on the other hand, you need someone to to you know hang the thumb out for you know for help on the road, right? So for hitchhiking, who's the, who's, yeah, the, not not hitchhiking, but you know to get like the, who are they going to pick up yeah, first, right? Exactly, right. Yeah. You might have something there if you're talking Taylor Swift. I think over she might be the best for that purpose. I, I wouldn't disagree with that. 
I'm still sticking by my my belt <laughs> though on the engine. <laughs> okay. Still, okay, we've got the, we've got the we got the we got the the, the nanny from uh, from Lizardo and and Cifo, your your final answer on that one. I'll say Taylor Swift because none of you guys said it. <laughs> all right, sounds good. Um, all right, so uh, Lizardo, um, let's talk. Let's talk about cars. Let's start off. Let's make it easy. Let's talk about your first car. My first Hit car. It. My gosh, that was a 1987 Toyota Celica GT hatchback. Two liter, Toyota engine. I'm not sure how much horsepower it had, but it was good to 117 miles an hour, even with those 13-inch rims on it. I, I remember this car. This was a fun car. This car. Illegally Many sat four. I know we definitely put at least 10 in it at some point. It was a hatchback. I mean, we had plenty of room. And, uh, and gosh, we used to, to race... Uh, our buddy's turd of a Mustang, a four-cylinder LX, <laughs> up and down the streets. We had another buddy with a that should have with never a, been born with a with another turd of a car. It was a Honda Civic, and and yeah, we go racing through the neighborhoods and, and around corners until one of them tried to take me on the outside and crashed. But that's a different story. Funny, but you know, but yeah, my first car was a, was an '87 Celica GT. Yeah, I, I I so Lazardo and I go we go way back. Um, and so I, I know that car. I rode in that car. I remember the, the day that um, a passenger who named remained nameless opened the the passenger door while you were backing up. Yeah, that was fantastic <laughs> on high grass too. She hit it. The car. I didn't know she opened it. I was watching yeah. the. You know, I don't know what I was watching. I wasn't watching what she was doing. Yeah, and it bent the door all the way up against the front fender. It was amazing what that did to that car. <laughs> poor, poor car. That's good. It had uh, a whistle afterwards. It had a long-standing whistle after that. I couldn't deal with the whistle on that car afterwards. It didn't close the same. The window didn't shut. She didn't Never even say same. she was sorry. I don't know. She might have. What was that? Did, did that car have a name? You, you named your cars. You were, you were one of those. That car uh, you know, I don't remember what name that car would have had. The one after it, though, which was the 85 El Camino. Oh, surely. Now, that was the first car to really get a name, to really have a personality. Uh, 85 El Camino, black. You know, bench seat across the front, Conquista package, chrome everywhere, tires that were way too big for it when we first got it. So every time you hit a bump, all you hear is... <laughs> but eventually, I wore the tires flat along with the master cylinder and the brakes and everything else and and uh, ended up taking brand new tires off of a Lexus that fit the rims. They were all 15 inches, and it didn't rub anymore. It didn't have quite the same personality as it did before, but still a fun car. Until the hood flew up on it one day when I was driving oh, down the road. Right. What was the name of that car? That car was named Shirley. Wow, oh, of course. That was Shirley. I'm not sure where the name came from, but Shirley was the name. And a lot of great antics in there, like ex-girlfriends riding in the bed of the truck illegally. And then we hit the brakes and all you hear is, you know, until their heads hit the top. Sorry. And, and a great time in that car. And even with Vince rolling around uh, La Jolla, California back in the day, we'd, we'd wrap our heads with uh, toilet paper. There's another story. Called, yeah, I once, I once went for a uh, went on a uh, hunt for little people in, uh, in the La Jolla. Munchkins. Yeah, the Munchkins. <laughs> they city. have a Munchkin city or a land there. We we did like a, a Blair Witch Project type video in high school of like looking for. Did you go past the two bridges? That was the, that was the thing. Remember those? You had to go past no, two I, bridges. I found the houses. Found the, I found yes. the houses. Yeah. It, yeah. The really low doors. Yeah. R yeah. <laughs> Munchkin houses in La Jolla. You remember that? Come on, I don't those remember are the Munchkin houses in the oh, way. We used to go hunt for those. The things. greatest thing was when we were on the hunt, we saw a real little person walking around, and we stopped to ask him <laughs> if they. <laughs> they don't prefer yeah. the term midget. Uh, I don't. I don't know. 
Are you sure it wasn't just a kid? I don't want to offend. I don't want to offend Stan, so we're gonna call him little people. Okay. Not that there's anything wrong with that. No, we're just gonna call them incredibly small. <laughs> but yes, the first car will forever bring back days of toilet paper, oh, yeah. Scottish bagpipe music, bagpipe music and bandanas. Yeah. It was yeah. a good time. Yeah, that was uh, that was surely. Um, and then your 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 dad, uh, he 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 got you into cars, and and I I remember him when I was younger. This is, this is many years ago. Um, but uh, the you spent a lot of time on on car lots. That's right. My family owned a, a number of car lots up and down California, uh, all used cars. So we got to see, you know, the 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 really expensive stuff coming in at four and five thousand dollars a pop back in the day, and and then the trade-ins that you know we'd give them like. 50 bucks as a courtesy uh and then you know drifted on down to mexico uh where where i i don't know what they would do with it probably mule things back into the today right (laughs) so but yeah that was a fun so i got my start on the car lots uh being lot boy picking up whatever it is that they needed and 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 doing stuff like that working on cars so yeah i used to have a really good time on the car lots yeah I i remember you used to always um you'd have kind of kind of cool cars you'd show up um and and one i remember um vividly was that Mitsubishi Mirage because mm. <laughs> I remember one time you Who could forget the Mitsubishi Mirage <laughs> no, you know what um <laughs> I forget which I think it's a, it was a turbocharged little four banger like no, no, it was, no it was naturally aspirated four okay but it was it was the Mirage and it, it and it had the body kit on it which meant Ooh, it had a tail oh, right yes. <laughs> and somebody had tinted the windows but it had the worst hubcaps on it <laughs> and I just I can't even describe them it's like what I don't know. It's like a, a Lego version of Dayton Wheels. You can kind of put that together. But that's kind of what they look like. And it had a bullet hole from a 45 on the back and a high heel hole up on the front headliner. And and I confirmed these because by chance at a party at San Diego State, I actually ran into the former owner. He's like, hey, did that car used to have a bullet hole in the back? Well, I don't know if it was a bullet hole, but yeah, there was a hole in the back. He goes, yeah, right about here. And so he started giving me the whole history of the car. It was his buddy, actually, that owned the car. Uh, and filled me in on the details about the high heel and about the bullet hole, and I, I, I was good. That was that was yeah. I, that car was fun too. You you left the most, and, and again, I, I hate to bring back you know high school stories. We sound like a bunch of a bunch of dorks here, but you left the most incredible um, like two gears, like first gear, second gear, uh, burnout mark in front of a in front of Mike Weaver's house this is many <laughs> years ago, and then his mom came and talked to my mom. And like it, she like it was this whole like it became like a, like a thing. It was like I got in trouble for a burnout mark that you left in front of this house. <laughs> it it's was, always Vince's fault. It was, yeah, it was one of those things. Like, look, I I was driving these diesel Mercedes, which you remember those cars. Yeah, you and, had that four cylinder two forty D Mercedes back in the day that was like a quadruple hand me down with two hundred eighty eight million miles on it. Yes, yeah, I yeah, you that car. you couldn't do a, a a burnout by throwing the thing off a cliff. I mean, it was just. <laughs> It was the most underpowered With a dog. tailwind. Yeah, that <laughs> right. car was horrible. It was, it, was, it was, you know, great fuel economy. But we were those, 16, and it was awesome. Those cars teach, teach skills, though, those naturally aspirated diesels. I, I brought this up in a, in a post recently. I think everyone should own a naturally aspirated diesel car from the 80s or earlier. Well, that car was great, at right? At some the, point. Yeah, the right? steering box broke on that car, and I think what we did was we used, like, some leather belts to hold it yeah. in place. Yeah. Right, so that we could steer the car. Yeah. Well, and they, and they, teach you, they teach you how to drive because you have to fully commit. You have to say, I'm going to pass this guy and and my foot's to the floor and mm-hmm. I cannot back out of it or I'm screwed. Yeah, zero so. to 60 in, like, 28 but, seconds. It was... Yeah. <laughs> so, diesels, okay? Yes. Yeah, that's, uh, Lizardo, I want to talk to you a little bit about diesel hot rods. Yes. Um, 
And, and you, you had one, and I think you've got a couple more now. I've had uh, a few of them, and they always come in the form of, of trucks. The engines are incredibly overbuilt by comparison of, of their gas counterparts. But, you know, you take a, what amounts to a, an inexpensive, potentially throwaway pickup truck, but with the diesel, right? And for a limited amount of money, whether it's uh, uh, something as simple as just a, an injection timing or a fuel pump timing change or, uh, you know, just a simple chip that you can get for 150 or 300 bucks, and it's not too difficult to take that car, that truck, to 500 horsepower, 900 pounds of torque without doing anything. It's just nuts what you can start with on a diesel, and they're inexpensive toys at that point with tons and tons of horsepower so if you like leaving the burnouts or you know tearing up lawns or rolling coal <laughs> rolling coal well, i wasn't much of a rolling coal fan personally but yeah it's, it's definitely part of it uh, part of but a lifestyle it's it used to be now it's just a waste of fuel it's wasted yeah. power is, is the way it's being well, taken now well you need a turbo swap at that point if you're rolling coal you need more air that's what well, you need. or tuning change but yeah certainly turbos are the right way to go I'm definitely a fan of more and larger turbos uh, on, on almost anything, actually, if I can do it. Okay. We can yes. put a turbo on my lawnmower. That's only 22 <laughs> horsepower. So how do you fall in the turbo versus supercharger debate? Oh, goodness <laughs> gracious. You know, <laughs> it's a funny thing. With the diesels, I can actually be a fan of both. I can run mm -hmm. both of them at the same time, achieving both goals, right, of the, of the low low-end grunt of, of the supercharger, especially with a, with a centrifugal supercharger on the front that opens up and then makes way for the, for the larger turbo at that point. So I think in the turbo world, I, I can actually cheat on this answer and, and definitely be a fan of both. Have you built a twin-charged engine? No, that's too much money for me, but okay. I can still be a fan. You can be a fan of it. Okay. I'm a super fan. Right. I mean, that's like wearing the t-shirt of the band you're going to see. I was about see. to be impressed, but no, no I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> No, okay. turbos and oh. turbos injectors and that sort of stuff that's as far as i ever yeah, took it no, but now right. the uh the other stuff there does get us because now you're getting into balancing of the engine and especially on the front it's it's a lot of work so it, it was more it's work more than, than, I was than twice to put as complex yeah that yeah. was it was more work than i want to put into a used yeah. vehicle that's for sure and and so uh that diesel fuel economy what, what do you what were you looking at so last time i drove out my ford which was a 2007 uh six liter diesel so ford super duty uh, with the modifications done there and keeping the cruise control between 80 and 85, I mean, I was hitting 19 miles a gallon without trying on that truck rolling out here to California. That's, that's basically like like a Prius. I mean, it's, 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 <laughs> for a full set, yeah, it's Prius-like fuel economy, absolutely. <laughs> uh, you know, when I drove out to Texas, I had the V10, uh, and that truck is a different truck. 6.8. Is that what that is? Yeah, the 6.8 liter V10. Yeah, so that one had 365 horse, but... Yeah, I had to do like 70 with the windows up in the heat, no AC, to get anywhere near like 14 miles a gallon. So it's it's tremendous difference. And then, yeah, still like half the torque. So it's the diesel's definitely the way to go. And, and inexpensive of power. compression ignition. I like, I like compression. I just like compression, you know. <laughs> Makes you feel good. <laughs> I just like direct injection. You know, gasoline, diesel, doesn't matter. I heard that about you. <laughs> Those old Mercedes were indirect, though. They had a pre-chamber. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So oh, that's right. We take that back. Oh no, I don't. I don't <laughs> like this one. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, Lazardo, um, Las Vegas. You, yes. You lived there for a while. I, I, I visited you, visited you a few times. Um, what? Sorry, by the way. <laughs> it was a choice. Oh, it was, it was, you know, it put me where I needed to be at the time. Okay. It was hot. It was fun. Definitely was 
good for me to get out of Las Vegas at the end of it. Not because I had, well, yeah, I kind of had to. It was all personal stuff. But anyways, uh, it was fun It was out there. And we, yeah, you came out uh, with another friend of ours, picked up a used TV, following That's your right, mantra yes. of only used. <laughs> I believe your statement was only idiots buy, buy TVs at full price. Yes, this um, is true. <laughs> I not buy a TV at the store. Who does that? Only suckers do that. Pay all that depreciation. A true story. Before I got married, as, as soon as you get it out of the store, it's worth half. Yeah. Something like that. I actually had three TVs that I found in dumpsters in my living room. Are they right. daisy chained together somehow. <laughs> Pretty close. We actually daisy chained four Xboxes together, oh. so we could all have our own TV while we sat on his couch, which also came from that very same dumpster. <laughs> it was like the Doctor Who dumpster. It was great. <laughs> No, that came like you from close, Hun's. You no. close the lid and you open it again, and there's something new in there. <laughs> <laughs> that couch came from Hun's blogger, who, who writes for Daily Turismo, um, and the uh, dining set I had came from from our friend Ryan, who was another uh, another guy who engineer who worked with us. And you know, it was why spend money on furniture or you know cars, anything, anything if you don't have really? to. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think what Vince was getting at was what what is the best car. For Las Vegas, if you live in Las Vegas, what well, what type of car should you have there? I'll tell you what's not the best type of car first before we get to that, because I had an 89 Taurus SHO at the time, mm. and it had no heater and no air conditioning, mm. so I got the worst of everything Vegas had to offer weather-wise. Because it does get cold there. I've been it, there when it's snowed. It gets cold yeah. there in the wintertime, it gets exceptionally hot in the summertime, and then when it rains it gets just horribly muggy and human yeah but, it's, it's but that car was ass. fantastic for drag racing people up and down the strip nobody suspected the taurus they just that's never that's what it comes down to that car would actually legitimately run out of juice at 143 miles an hour <laughs> and and i've been there it's scary but i've been there and it was fun um but i would i would have to say going going back uh, a couple of times as i've been through there I think the Challenger that I have now mm. has been probably one of the, the funnest cars I've had to go through there. Just a lot of noise. I mean, it's a place where flash is fun and, yeah. and you know, a lot of noise. And the Challenger definitely fits that bill. So, um, oh, I know. I, I was asking about fuel economy, about the Prius. Um, so you once said that the Prius is the worst thing to happen since the Holocaust. Can you explain that? <laughs> that is a strong statement. I believe you're, put, you're mixing your, uh, your words there. Uh, Worst thing since Barbara Streisand. Oh, okay. Right. I mean, that falls in the same category of horrible things I would never want to do to myself. Um, but the uh, <laughs> so you're no Andre Agassi, like you're trying to tell me. Uh, okay. Yeah, why not? I I've never picked up a tennis racket either. Right. I don't okay. know. It's um. Anyways, but no, the Prius. I mean, it's like everything wrong with a car in every way, shape, or form. You know, sure, you call it a car. It's got an engine, four wheels, and you know, probably could take up you know to get groceries but no i mean so true story here i had uh, a, a lifted chevy uh out there in texas it was beautiful a lot of money fixed it up it was great and had the steel bumpers fore and aft and well at this particular time you got to imagine i'm about three car lengths back from a stoplight or stop sign it had just finished rain and it was hot and dusty as texas is wont to do and this guy comes around this 270 degree turn way too fast and locks up his wheels and flies into me and uh and you know hits the car his car is totaled my truck is fine but they give me a prius as a rental car <laughs> and it's just the antithesis to right. this truck talk to, talk about uh, like an insult right you know right. You're it's, it's insult truck. to injury right so i have this prius now 
And I call up this guy I work with, and I'm like, dude, I got this Prius. I explained him the story, and he drives one. He's like, so what do you think about it? It's pretty sweet, right? I'm like, I don't know how you get an erection in this thing. <laughs> and he's like, dude, you know I drive one of those, right? I'm like, well, yeah. I mean, what's the story? And it's just, it's there's nothing exciting about the car in any way, shape, or form. It, uh, it's, you know, it's... And on that bombshell, I think we need to take a break, actually. You're listening to Daily Turismo Radio, and now it's time for Technology Corner. And we're back. Time for Technology Corner with me, C-Flo, and Vince, and Lizardo. Still fun to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. You haven't gotten up and left yet. Thank you. <laughs> hey, we, we actually we actually got pizza and beer this time, unlike the previous time that C-Flo was invited. Yeah, I was promised uh, <laughs> beverages and, and fine food and... I show up and Vince is empty-handed. Didn't you get like my wife's burrito yeah, and she, a raspberrito or something like that? Yeah, that's exactly what I had. She was very nice and made me a burrito, and I felt welcomed at that point. Unlike when Vince tries to provide hospitality and fails. Hey, I'm just you know the daily turismo mantra is you know a penny or penny saved is penny earned. And, right. No, it's just trying. You to... lured me here with the the promise of free. Food and drink. Right. And have you have you been with didn't me? Didn't spend any money. Have you so. been with me when I've haggled for a car? <laughs> uh, right. So technology corner. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah. So technology. What are we talking about today, Vince? We are t- talking about uh, snow driving, mm. driving in the snow today, like uh, DeLorean style. Is... <laughs> <laughs> yes. He uh, was framed. Okay. Right. Um, and specifically, there's sort of this debate that goes on around the internet, and whether what's better is uh, front-wheel drive cars or rear-wheel drive cars um, to drive in the snow. Interesting. That's a debate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> again, so, who, who is debating this? So we are debating this. Okay, this we're, going debate. we're going to debate this. And right. We're going to debate this by attempting to use technology. So um, to me, you, know, you, you can't compare apples and oranges, so you can't say, well, a, a front-wheel drive car with snow tires is better than a rear-wheel drive car with summer tires. That's not... That's not what we want to d- debate. What we're saying is, okay, if you're going to go drive um, on a snowy road, which would you rather have as a front-wheel drive car or a rear-wheel drive car? And I'll start with Lizardo. I don't get a choice of a four-wheel drive car? No. Okay, I'll take a front-wheel drive car. And, and why is that? And well, the, uh, the whole concept of pulling the car up the road in the direction you want to go rather than pushing against uh, some, you know, s- your tires wanting to go in a different direction. I'm thinking about the angular velocity here, and I'm liking the, uh, the front-wheel drive aspects of, of those cars, which would be front-wheel drive. I wouldn't take my Challenger up into the snow. It's just, it's just too awesome for the snow. With the amount of power that it, would it has, melt all the snow. No, it, yeah. <laughs> so definitely oh, not. Awesomeness. It's front wheel drive car, <laughs> you know, something some weaker, well, you know, like your Saab or something. You know the the nineteen seventy World Rally uh, Championship winning Saab nine nine EMS. So it's a Swedish Swedish World Rally. I don't I don't know. Name no, of the rallies. The World Rally Championship. Oh, okay, sorry. The World Rally Championship. Um, I thought they, they at least won a, a leg of it, but um, uh, Stig 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 Larsson. Yes. Um, no, he's Blomquist. an author. Stig Blomqvist. Yeah, yeah. No, Stig Larsson. I met I met the Stig. I met Stig Blomqvist in Germany. Wow. Yep. I shook his hand and he seemed very disappointed in me. <laughs> 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 he wanted to go back and drink his free mai tais or whatever in the hospitality tent. So. Steve Lowe, if he only knew what you were doing now. <laughs> yes. 
he was very disappointed that you wouldn't remember his name a few years later. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so the Saab, um, it, you know, with a front wheel drive car in the snow, all the, when you get all the weight over the, the engine and all the transmission over the front tires, uh, you just get better traction. It's not even an issue of pulling it around the corner. It's just literally an issue of traction. So, uh, if you had like a rear engine car, like a Volkswagen Beetle, it probably, um, have just as good, um, traction except for the whole issue of the rear end spinning out and, and you know killing you well that's why you don't pull. lift that's why you don't lift off the throttle and right. turn they yeah, but you've also that. got no yeah. weight over the front tires to hold them down to help you steer this is true when you hit the brakes you'd probably just plow into you'd a keep tree. On, all right, right. you keep on going yeah. so i've been in a couple front wheel drive cars in the snow that have performed less than admirably oh. uh notably uphill i'd Prius? say that's Would this no, be like cadillacs big. like with an open no diff? actually one of them is a tdi volkswagen that oh. we were talking about earlier uh, another would be an 80s Subaru wagon before they were all all-wheel all drive. drive. They right. had a front-wheel drive base model wagon. I had one of those. And going up a snowy or icy hill, that thing would just just claw and claw and claw, and nothing would happen, and you'd just be sliding backwards. So I will say that I agree with you know the physics of, yeah, on a flat road, of course, it's better to have more weight over the drive axle. Mm-hmm. Uh, but going uphill, front-wheel drive in the snow and ice, not so great. So um, in that case, I think you, what you need is momentum. It doesn't matter what wheels are driving. You just need to get a running start and get up the hill. Uh, okay. So well, that's, my, that's my contribution. Uh, no, and, and uh, agreed that from a transportation perspective, the front-wheel drive car is, is, is going to be superior in that low-grip environment. But from a fun perspective, come on, the real drive car uh, an old BMW 3 Series from yeah. the 80s. Just, it's just going to be the, a way more fun way to drive, you know, uh, sideways, sideways everywhere. Yeah, yeah everywhere. So. Or just even a truck, a pickup truck. No weight in the back. Like right. An, You're like really going to have some an fun El Camino. then. Like an El Camino. Then you have a party in the back, so <laughs> it's always more fun, right? If you put a, if you if you actually filled the bed with a canvas tarp and then did a hillbilly hot tub in the back of your El Camino, <laughs> that has really good traction now. Right. Oh, right. You got a lot of weight there from the water over the drive wheels and and in the snow you could um you it would freeze and you could ice skate on top of the back of an el camino <laughs> uh on that note um, we're gonna we're gonna move on to our 10 second car review uh in this feature um we do a rapid fire review of various cars uh and and this is you know something that we'll do we'll ask you lizardo and since you're our guest here and we'll give you the first shot at all these cars and if we feel that you're Either if you wait too long to say anything, or if you kind of you're, you know, you're you're um, having an issue, or we disagree with it, we'll, we'll, we'll hop in. Seaflow will correct you. You are the kind of person that just likes to disagree. I believe we used to call you a contrarian back in high school. I, again, I I disagree with that. <laughs> I rest uh, my case. Uh, okay, um, so we're gonna start this off, and it, the fir- the first one's gonna be really easy, and um, it's a uh, Chevy El Camino. Chevy El Camino, awesome car, nothing but good times, business in the front, party in the back. Next. Ford Model T. Ford Model T. Good Lord. You know, you chop it, you slice it, you section it. I think you got something fun to work with there. Okay. All right. Seaflow, like right. any comments on Model T? Model T is great in its stock form because it's so unlike anything that we drive today. The controls are all weird and backwards. It doesn't even have a gas pedal. Like, that's how weird it is. So I kind of like them when they're stock because they're just so odd uh-huh. now. I'll buy that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Nissan's 370Z. Nissan 370Z. You know, 
take me back to the days of the old 280Zs. You know, Papa Chevy 350 in there. That was something cool. 370. Looks like everything else Nissan's throwing out out there. It's, it's yeah, boring. Tail lights. Sifo. Um, yeah, sounds good to me. <laughs> 370Z was the first car to come out with the auto blip uh, rev matching feature, I believe, which is kind of cool. But it takes some of the fun away. Lizardo, Porsche's Boxster. Porsche Boxster. You know, at the beginning, we would say uh, doctor trying to impress his underage girlfriend who can't afford the real thing. And I don't think my opinion has changed a whole lot since then. So I'm going to stick with that answer. But they're so cheap and they're so good. And the only time they're not good is when you actually take them on a track and then really terrible things happen with the oiling system. But... Yeah, yeah but you, you know, or the or the PDK or anything or else, any, right? Any it's... other problem, but you know, uh, theoretically, they're really good on the track, so you know that's why we like them. And but they're cheap see, now. The but first see, ones are super. Yeah, but cheap. see, a Boxster, you're still talking a convertible Porsche. It's not one of the cars that looks good with the top up, which brings it's us Porsche. back to the uh, the uh, <laughs> the douchey factor of the car from the get go. Well, and and then there's the issue with the convertible, where everybody sees that you're this douche driving this convertible. Yeah, no, Lizardo had it right. Dude. You drive a Boxster, you're a douche. I'm not saying you should drive one. I'm just saying that. I'm just saying that if you drive a Boxster, you're a douche. And, and you you pay like $150 for oil changes because you have to drop the engine to do anything to it. So yes. Technically, it's a great driver's car, but yeah, there are many practical drawbacks. To you mean like if you're a driving douche? Okay, that was way more than 10 seconds. I'm gonna cut you guys off. Lizardo, Ford's Bronco. Ford Bronco. What generation? Yeah, Be that clear. was my question. Bronco That's two. It. Bronco two. Ooh, Bronco oh, two. dude. I mean, you know, you're trying too hard. It's, you know. The Bronco 2 was an abortion of a vehicle, not terribly unlike the Pontiac Aztec, in my personal opinion. And, uh, you know, if we're going to talk small Broncos, I'll take you back to the 60s. That was a great Bronco. Great to work on. Great as is. I mean, just everything about it was beautiful. But the Bronco 2, you know, what was Ford thinking? Like so many things out of that generation of vehicles. Sifo? They had an Eddie Bauer edition. They had little trees. (laughs) Little trees embroidered on the seats. It was pretty nice, actually. I got to ride in that one of those for quite a while. <laughs> That's all I have to say. Okay, Lizardo, uh, Toyota's Prius. Toyota Prius, erection ruining, soul stealing car. Next, Zifa. I can't argue with that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, so uh, you know, I got oh, a story. No, I will say, I will say that uh, up until very recently, uh, all hybrids were smog exempt here in California. Until this year, 2015, they became under the subject of our smog laws mm-hmm. so but <laughs> there was a you know kind of a long-standing debate of what what should you do with a prius you know with a dead battery pack or something and i think the best option that i heard recently from one of our friends was take a whole evo drivetrain and install Put it, it in the prius well that might be cooler right yeah. and then there was also how do you make a prius cool and i think you might have found the answer there right do, do get rid of everything that makes it a Prius right. and and move Save along the body shell and that's right. It. And did you did you read the study right? Worst drivers in America: BMWs and Prius. One was entitled because of money. One was entitled because they're you know basically giant douchey people who think they, they like deserve the it because they're doing yeah like the smell of their own farts. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Well, on, uh, <laughs> uh, the next car is the Cadillac Eldorado. Again, like which 1970s, generation of Cadillac? 70s. 70s. So big front-wheel drive beast. Yeah. Oh, man. You know, Robert De Niro it still had personality then. I would I would give that car personality points for sure. Cruiser, convertible, or hardtop, all acceptable on that car. Um, you know, you got a bench seat up front. Great for when you want to pull your lady in next to you. I, I give that car points all day long. Uh, 
Dodge Challenger Hellcat. Oh, the extra $20,000 to the car I have right now. You know, having owned the Scat Pack as I do, I gotta say, I love the car. I think it'd be even more fun with an extra 220 horsepower on top of that. Um, I give that car style points. I give it personality points. You know, it's it's everything that is good and pure about a car in every way, shape, or form that something could be good or pure in a car. America. America. Hell yeah. I think you, you'd need to have, like, an insurance policy on your tires for that car. I just I couldn't imagine less than <laughs> more than a couple blocks. Or you, like our Lemons team, you need a tire sponsor. That, yes. <laughs> That's what you need just every, to drive that car down the street, right? <laughs> now, that's a car I think that... Uh, you know, they're charging 65000 for it as far as uh, Dodge is concerned. It's a lot of money for a Dodge, but at the same time, I think that's going to be one that you see down the road is going to hold its value certainly better than, than the Hemis or anything else would, you know, as, as a percentage or anything like that. I think that'll be a good car to, to pick or, up or, just because it is what it is with all that power. Right. You, you can probably spend $70,000 on a Buick if you optioned out some. You could spend 70000 on a Chevy Tahoe. Yeah. yeah. I'm not kidding. <laughs> and you're still getting only 28 cents worth of plastic. That's what I'm saying. That's <laughs> okay. All right. So the last car for the 10 no car review is the Mitsubishi Mirage. <laughs> Mitsubishi <laughs> Mirage. You know, if we can go back to the uh, the 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 80s, the late 80s, when it was also known as the Mitsubishi Starion. Um, again, an, a unique looking car, little two liter uh, turbo engine, a lot of fun back then. I, I think that uh, I think that would be the car. Uh, to go to for if we're resurrecting old stuff like that. I'm gonna have to to disagree because the Starion was a different car. No, that was all Chrysler. That was all Dodge. No, I mean the 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 Starion was a rear wheel drive. Yeah, Mitsubishi. Yeah, the Mirage was a Mirage. Oh, was wait, a I'm thinking of the wrong Mirage. Oh, wait, what is doing the? All right, then I got it confused. <laughs> no, <it's okay. laughs> Whatever. You know what? Was Mitsubishi, the Starion. Like I like the Starion. There oh, we go. If we okay, change okay. it to a Starion, all right, oh, good looking car. Okay. Can I we work with that? Yes. All right. <laughs> so cha- so not the car that Vince asked about. No, not F the that car, car that Vince asked about at all. <laughs> okay. We don't like that car anymore. The Starion is the good car. Here. All right, I agree. But it still came uh, with a Chrysler engine. Yeah, it's okay, got those so, box flares, so, under flares. Yeah. So then I'm, I'm um, uh, in that case, if it's okay with you guys, we're, we're done with the segment. So on that note, uh, we're going to take a break. And when we get back, we're going to do some listener questions. Chris was going to say we're back. <laughs> well, you pointed to him. I just pointed to the table. Uh, and we're back. There you go. So now we're going to talk about uh, listener questions. Talk we're about gonna, answer. We're going to answer listener questions, uh, and we're to be fair. We're also going to discuss them, analyze them. Excellent. Uh, first question comes from K2 Mystery Car, who says, Who? Never, ever seen anybody comment as Lizardo. Maybe I missed it. Uh, all of his or her, it's pithy comments. Did I? Question mark. <laughs> uh, so, uh, K2, <laughs> um, 
Lizardo is a is a friend of mine from uh, the the real world from many many years ago. And you know we actually do make friends with people in real life, not just on the internet. You know we. Have, we have <laughs> I, I actually I I gotta stop you there because I don't believe that I don't believe either one of you. <laughs> you guys actually have friends. Well, then who's uh, this guy sitting here? Yeah. Well, he Who could refer to me as blow up doll. I don't know. Fiber. Maybe robots yeah, are five dollars. Fiber. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. He's kind of good looking. Maybe like a fifth year. You know, I don't like the way you're looking at me, Vince. <laughs> you, should get, you should be used to it by now. Um, so uh, I have Vinceophobia. That's fear of Vince standing behind me. It's justified. <laughs> I, I don't blame it. So with that put to bed, our next reader question comes from Juan, who writes, uh, "Hello guys, love the site and the radio show." That, that's I'm reading that for you, producer Ben. Nice. Thank you, Juan. Thank you. Uh, Checks in the mail. Uh, My question is, who do you, uh, sorry, what do you think of classic Japanese cars as collectibles? And I don't mean blue chip cars like a Toyota 2000 GT or even a Mazda Cosmos. More like the uh, Mazda RX-4 Coupe, Datsun 1200 Fastback, Mazda RX-7, third generation, etc. Do you see these cars actually becoming collectible? Or are they simply a passing footnote in automotive history? Cifo, that's a good question for you. So I, I think there's some of them that will be collectible. I mean, by and large, these were disposable cars, right? They were they were built on the cheap. They were built well, but they were built for, uh, you know, economy uh, purposes. They were built for budget customers, and a lot of them are gone. So you're going to have some that are that are collectible by virtue of the fact that, that they're rare now, right? That most of them are gone. Um, but I think, like... The Corollas, the the early rear drive Corollas, those are those are going to be collectible before the AE86. Everybody loves that one, right? right? It's the drift machine, whatever. So Tr- bef- before that, I think you know there's a lot of like kind of good looking rear wheel drive Toyotas that would do really well with modern engine swaps. We've seen some Celicas. Uh, you know, I really I really like first gen Celica, just from a a styling perspective. It kind of looks like a little mini American muscle car. Um, you know, there's a few like that. I think. I think the uh, you know the 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 bland four door uh, Japanese cars are not ever going to be collectible, but except for the Datsun five ten, the, the, the five ten I think stands yeah. out above the uh, the rest of them for some reason. It's just one of those timeless uh, you know boxy, fun little cheap cars that's not going to stay cheap forever. I think those will be true collector cars. What well, do you think, Lazardo? Any any thoughts? You know, I'd I'd take me a third gen RX seven. Over actually almost any generation RX-7, a lot of fun to drive, high revving, unique noise, great handling for what it was, and it's uh, it's one of the ones where you have seen them with with Chevy engine swaps in them, but even if you take the time to to recon the uh, the rotary engines, I think that uh, there's there's nothing quite like them. There's nothing that stands against them today at the displacement, at the original cost. Um, you know, just just a lot of fun, a, a, a real driving machine. I think it's what the uh, I, th- I think the Miata, in some ways, was trying to 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 go towards that. I think they somehow missed the mark. That's my personal opinion on the on the Miata. Those I don't think will be collector cars, but the the RX-7s for sure. And then with the last gen RX-7, uh, you know, great vehicle. It certainly got overpriced, unfortunately, which was ultimately I think its downfall. But I think that's a car if you can get your hands on it, it's going to be one that will definitely hold its value and certainly probably go up in price. Yeah. Yeah, okay, excellent. Well, Juan, thank you for your question. Um, be sure to send us more. Uh, and the last question from our one of our readers comes from Ben Lurkin. Sounds a very uh, 
Yeah, interesting. Just hanging out in the background. (laughs) (laughs) It's not me, I swear. (laughs) With no pants. (laughs) Um, It just slows him down. uh, That's why he doesn't wear the pants. Uh, now that you have the Buick Roadmaster, what are your plans for it? Inquiring minds want to know. So that is the perfect segue into our final lap section of the show where we will answer that question. This is the final lap on Daily Turismo Radio. If you followed the Daily Turismo Radio show closely, you may have heard that Kaibizi drove a Buick Roadmaster from the Bay Area down to Los Angeles and uh, dropped it off here with a few of the members of the Daily Turismo family. The collective, if you will. The collective. Uh, it's actually parked outside our, our studio here, and uh, we ate some pizza off the rear tailgate. Yeah, we, we tailgated tonight when uh, pulled up to the studio, and uh, there was the, the street was blocked off. There was some shooting or robbery or something. So, yeah. What do you do? When it, it, was a, re- it was more of a manhunt. When, when there's a manhunt in L.A., you uh, you tailgate. <laughs> Crack a beer, eat some yeah. pizza. Just call it like fri- a Gardena Friday. It was, right. you know, so so we, you know, we waited on the other side of the police line. It was good to be on that side of the police line. And uh, we ate some pizza and then. There's plenty we, of room in the back of the Roadmaster. Yeah. Yeah. So y- your wife made us homemade cookies. That's Those right, and the cookies were fantastic. Um, thanks. Pizza thanks. was good. Thanks, thanks for honey. bringing it this time for real, Vince. <laughs> yes, yeah, so you're, you're welcome. <laughs> um, someone's welcome. Actually, I didn't even pay for the beer, but anyway. But um, it's amazing how much more funny Vince is that when comes, we've been drinking. <laughs> <laughs> that comes out of the, the DT Petty cash, right? That's right, yes. Yes, Richard Petty's cash. Uh, so we... Um, We've got this this Roadmaster, and now we're we're sort of trying to figure out what to do with it, and that's that's our subject for our final lap. Is we really want to encourage you as as listeners to send us a comment, send us an email, um, and give us suggestions. You know, do we do we paint it with chalkboard paint and then drive it around? Um, do we write offensive things on it? Right, or and or drive through rough neighborhoods. What you mean, right. like vote Republican? <laughs> or <laughs> it's very offensive. Um, You're in California, uh, after all. Right, right. Just saying. Uh, or we we could um, uh, turn it into a twenty-four hour lemons race car. Or no, um, the master's too, it's too nice for that. for that. I agree, it's too nice for it. But but I, the I price want is right. But <laughs> but yeah, throw us all of your suggestions because I mean, no matter how crazy they are, they are. We will read them and then uh, promptly not do them. So I'm willing <laughs> to give Vince fifty bucks just to take it out to Texas where we can shoot it and blow it up. I mean, that'd be pretty sweet. <laughs> I would say epic road trip would be a good use for it. Maybe not the trip. shooting and blowing it up part, but uh, at the end, maybe. No, that's not environmentally friendly. There. No, it we, we don't be, have a permit It wouldn't for be that. Texas. It wouldn't be Texas if you didn't shoot it and blow it up at the end. As <laughs> as Daily Turismo AB LLC, we we don't have a permit to uh, pollute the environment that way, so we can't blow it up like that. I'm sorry. You do it on private property. I know some people. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> So, so if you have a an, an actual good idea uh, of what to do with the roadmaster, yeah, not like our ideas, yeah, actually, good idea. Terrible. Yeah, yeah. Um, otherwise, it it will become my my daily driver, and I'll, I'll sell my other car. Yeah. So, 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 do us do me a favor, especially since I, I don't want to get divorced, and my wife has threatened divorce if I have yet another car in the driveway. I'm thinking Vince should get the rid Saab. of the STI. I'm thinking yeah. sleeper, yeah. supercharged, buy the Saab, buy the roadmaster, or 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 give us some suggestions on what to do with it. Please buy Vince's Saab. And we're seeing a cue card now. 
that says <laughs> to thank the guest so, um, who is uh, Lizardo. So thank you again from for uh, joining us all the way from uh, sunny Texas. My pleasure. Great to be here. I mean that. And uh, enjoy your, your road trip back in your scat pack. Absolutely. Good times. Yeah, there's going to be a review on that. that. That'll be one of the new car reviews in the coming days. I've, I've promised to not review cars that I haven't personally driven, and now that I've driven the scat pack. He did drive review. mine. I heard you from blocks away. <laughs> <laughs> Got me a little nervous. So the, the other thing is uh, please send in your questions and comments. Uh, leave, if you're listening to this on iTunes, please leave a review. For us, uh, Daily Turismo Radio Show. Uh, keep on hey, doing hey, whoa, whoa, what. Whoa, no, whoa, oh wait, no, whoa. I jumped the gun there. Uh, that's, keep, that's my line. I know, I know. Uh, p- please uh, give producer Ben all the thanks that he Yay. deserves. <laughs> hey, uh, producer Ben! <laughs> Yay, producer Ben! And uh, leave lots of nice comments about how good of a job he's doing at being a producer. And uh, yeah. And you know, thanks. And I'd like to finally thank Seaflow uh, for being my co-host today. And keep on renting. You've been listening to Daily Turismo Radio. You can follow the show on Facebook at Facebook forward slash Daily Turismo, and on Twitter at Daily Turismo. Use the hashtag DT Radio. 